Welcome to the underground. Turn me up, bitch! My Little Underground with Peter A. Level 50, My Little Underground. I'm Peter A, 50 episodes deep. So crazy. Two years and 50 episodes. I'm moving real slow. Mostly I'll do shows every week. Some people do twice a week. You know, I move at my own pace. But this show, I've been looking forward to for quite some time. Almost a year now. I got Gemma on the show, New York City-based group. And they put their recent album, their second album, last May, Feelings Not a Tempo. Let me tell you, this album still slaps till this day. I listened to the whole thing this morning as I'm recording this. And just as a refresher, and it's just as incredible, beautiful, lush instrumentation, and very groovy, puts you in the mood to dance. And we all need that right now in this dark time that we're in right now. But this this virus spreading and, you know, keeping us indoors, it kind of makes you, at least for me, appreciative of the little things like breathing, <laughs> living, and being employed, being able to eat and, you know, spending time with your family or those that are close to you, and music. And, and Gemma is that band to talk to. And their music is so groovy. I love them so much. So glad they're on My Little Underground. So now I'm going to shut up and you're going to listen to Felicia and Eric of Gemma talk to me on My Little Underground. Maybe one day. Yeah. One day we'll play a show. One day. Eric. Hello. You're here. Yeah. We're all here. Can you hear me okay? This is so great. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, we're going to get rocking and rolling because Felicia's internet is going to cut out in like two minutes. (laughs) Oh, man. Eric, Felicia, Gemma, thank you so much for talking with me today. We've been planning this for like a year, you know, almost a year. You know, I mean, I'm so glad you guys are here Uh with me talking. Of course. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Glad to do it. I mean, the the artistic elephant in the room is, you know, COVID-19. And its effect on, you know, the music industry as a whole. So how is all of this affecting Gemma specifically, individually as artists? Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Felicia, do you want to take that? I can start it out. Gemma, we didn't have like that much planned coming up. So in terms of like touring and stuff. Mm-hmm. it hasn't affected us specifically um we do have we did have like a college show coming up and you know like yeah college are what you want <laughs> i don't even think i don't even think that was officially canceled they i think it's just assumed yeah it's like i don't even need to email it yeah yeah, yeah no, no point in a week <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. Aside from that, we were like loosely planning some shows here and there but we didn't have any like big upcoming tour or release that's getting canceled. Mm -hmm. I think sort of creatively, we've always sort of worked remotely anyways. So I don't know. It hasn't really changed that process too much. I think uh, we 
we were sort of about to start a new phase of, I think, sort of creative writing, I think, if mm-hmm. wouldn't you agree, Felicia? I think we were trying to like get more of a, in a swing of sort of practicing or getting together to play when we didn't have a show imminently, which I think we generally do because, you know, everybody's got different schedules and uh, commitments. So we generally get together to play in person when we have a show. And I think we were about to start not doing that anymore mm-hmm. and, and getting together to to write and hang out and play because we got uh, Ethan Basford on bass and Alejandro on uh, drums. So, uh, you know, they've become more of a a really... Uh, integral part of the whole whole band so we were gonna get together with them and write and play so it's too bad that 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 hasn't uh taken off yet but uh Mm -hmm. we're still in contact by email so trying to get some some stuff done are you guys taking you know this quarantine opportunity i guess for lack of a better term to to communicate with artists and even even planning for the future, you know, are you just sitting back and waiting to see what happens or just like you were saying, like writing? Because if you don't have like three or four albums ready <laughs> by the time it's all said and done, you know, I have to question your integrity as artists. <laughs> yeah, uh-oh. <laughs> I might have well, only two. writing a lot, um, but it's just because I have so much time to do that right now um well i guess like for Gemma, a little before this happened we started to like eric put a bunch of tracks to share with us um with ethan and alejandro as well but we've been starting to like virtually collaborate and like listen to things and i'll add vocals on some other things and kind of just like throw different songs into the mix. Um, So we've been doing more of that, but everyone has like, the way I write is not very focused, (laughs) Um, but I'll kind of just like do quick brainstorms over things and then not listen to it for a little bit. So that's like, that's the point I'm at with the new stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same, I'll... I, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm also, as I mentioned before, a little, uh, a little unfocused. I mean, I, I sort of go all in on what, whatever I'm doing, I'll get really, uh, I guess focused on one thing and then that sort of makes the other things suffer. So I'm, I've, I've gotten caught up in like sort of sonic uh, stuff of trying to like make weird new sounds. And uh, you know, that, that makes like songwriting sort of suffer when you get caught up in that stuff. So trying not to, to fall in that rabbit hole too much, but mm-hmm. as I say, it's hard to, to switch what I, what I'm doing. I, I struggle with that, but um, yeah. And in terms of sort of, uh, I guess other artists, I mean, it, it is it is sort of a unique time to talk to other people and collaborate 
uh, on whatever. You know, I have a friend who does sort of modular synthesis on his computer, and we're sharing like patches, <laughs> which you oh. know, it's almost the nerdiest thing you can do, but uh, <laughs> it's pretty fun. And uh, I know Felicia, you're doing like fifteen second. I have collaboration. I didn't expect, so I'm doing a 15 second collaboration project. Um, and I really just tweeted about it and said, if you send me 15 seconds worth of like an instrumental track or chord progression or anything, I'll sing over it, whatever it is, and send it back to you. Um, and I didn't expect for so many people to get back to me but I think I have 62 tracks right now. Wow. Um, what are you going to do with them? Over 50 people have just like gotten in touch with me somehow on the, either through like Twitter, Instagram, or email. Um, I don't, I haven't thought about what I want to do with them next. Um, I, I'm challenging myself to work on 20 of them. I don't want to work on, 62 tracks <laughs> um but i've completed 12 by now and i just have them in like this giant playlist and i rifle through the playlist and yeah i mean i think it's more about seeing what's possible with like it doesn't even have to be a total stranger but a lot of people like tend to overthink collaboration. Um, and I think like right now is a good time since we're all stuck at home, like musicians, especially losing work. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of prioritizing, like not putting a lot of pressure on myself to be focused and like produce some produce bodies of work right now while I'm home. Um, I feel like it's like pretty common to for creatives to be like, oh, like I have this time, so I have to do all of this stuff and like I have to share and I like I don't think musicians like owe anybody entertainment or like expression of their pain right now <laughs> or like what they're going through. Um mm -hmm. but the bright side is that you can just like work on something you might have never even like you know you might have never even expected just by like emailing someone you hardly know and being like, here's a short little thing. Like maybe you can write over it and maybe we'll turn a song, turn into a song or maybe we'll never talk about it again. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think I'll figure out what I want to do with the tracks when I finish 20 of them. Um, but already with a few people, like it's pretty clear that maybe we'll like want to turn it into a complete song and like you know i'll send them stems and we'll keep keep talking to each other about it and other things that might not be a good fit it's like here's this thing i made for you i hope you enjoy it <laughs> um so yeah i guess when i get to the next step of completing 20 i'll know and there might be some people who i'll be like hey i want to like put this song out and they might be like that song's pretty special to me and I'm not ready and I want to like keep it and do other stuff to it. It's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, so I haven't 
I haven't really like made any rules. It's kind of like I'm doing a free vocal sample pack, except I'm like customizing it. <laughs> but it's just a way to like network with musicians who like I haven't had a chance to work with. It's kind of like a virtual desert sessions, like the ones that Josh Homme used to do. And a lot of those sessions became Queens of the Stone Age songs. So this is this is a that's a really interesting thing. And do you like when you're hearing a lot of these, you know, these pieces of music that people are sending you, you're probably getting inspired about where to go musically, even outside of Gemma, right? Yeah. Yeah, I've been like really not that I was wanted to like be negative about the the whole thing, but it's a really interesting experiment to just like have no filter and be like anyone in the world, send me anything. Like <laughs> it could be anything. And like most of the tracks are, are really good. And these are like people I've never met, never worked with before. Like, I think I've only received one or two like very experimental tracks. And then, like, a few that I'm like, well, this is, like, very generic. It's not my thing. Um, but a lot of them are really interesting and, like, cool arrangements. It's cool to just, like, dive into someone's someone's musical world. Just for, like, it's 15 seconds worth. You know, you're like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is a vibe. Or, like, this sounds like this hip-hop artist I like. Or, you know, this, like, you probably really admire this artist. And just to see, like what people are inspired by. Um, and, and you two are no stranger to experimenting with any of your projects at all. You know, <laughs> nothing that you've done is, is even remotely conventional in the best way possible. Thanks. Wow, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about your Groove Station monthly playlist. Like, how did that come about? Yeah. And, um how how democratic is that process? Like, do you two just send each other songs? Like, this is what we should put this on, or we should put that on, or what's what's going on there? Uh, I don't remember when when we started the Groove Station, or how many months worth we have done. Yeah, uh, it can't have been more than a year, right? Probably, yeah, seven or eight. But it was pretty casual. I just was like, hey, I think it would be cool for us to make a monthly playlist yeah. and just put, you know, songs on that we like. And I guess Eric and I originally would each contribute some songs. And now Alejandro and Eric and uh, Ethan also put some things into the mix, which was fun. There's really no process to, I don't know, not democracy, but I don't know, like anarchy, <laughs> just like wh whatever, <laughs> whatever people will want to put on, I guess, like, because it's a groove station, it's generally <laughs> some, some sort of like has a, a rhythm or beat to it. But, mm -hmm. you know, the one we did the for March, you know, there's a lot of ambient music and, uh, you know, just whatever seems to fit the vibe of the the day which is uh very chaotic chaotic right now so. yeah that was one of my favorites eric is the king of ambient music so <laughs> it was cool to see your selections well 
I don't know about King. I definitely <laughs> enjoy it a lot. The King of modesty. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So let, let's talk about like the nuts and bolts of uh, of Gemma. Like, who does the the songwriting primarily and the the, the production? What's um what's going on there? And how much instrumentation is live versus electronic? You know, bring me into the the heart of of what Gemma is. Eric, do you want to start? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess it it changes depending on the song, but I think. In general, it's been, I mean, to bring it back to what Felicia was talking about, the first song we did, I think, I don't remember who initiated it, but it was just like a track that I had made uh, on Ableton or whatever with some mostly, I don't think there were any real instruments. It was just samples and synthesizers and that sort of thing. And then... uh, Felicia sang on it, and it was awesome. And uh, I guess with with that collaboration, we we really sort of happy with how it went, and then just decided to make more songs. And sooner rather than later, we had a, a whole album. And I think in general, it's sort of been uh, musical ideas or productions that I whip up and send them to Felicia and she makes them into real songs by singing <laughs> on them. And uh, yeah, and I think then once we have sort of a good uh, sort of foundation for, for a song, then we'll, uh, you know, especially for the, the second album we did, we'll do more um, instrumentation and arrangement and uh you know, we went into a real studio this time, um, which we didn't do for the, the first record, really. Um, and then that there you have it. You get a music album at the end. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Pleasure. Anything you want to add or correct? Um, not really. I mean, it's true that we we're used to working remotely and sending files back and forth. Um, But initially, I think I just kept getting in touch with Eric because he was putting these tracks on his band camp, I think. Um, Okay. Yeah. And I just kept being like, these are so cool. Like, what are you doing with this stuff? And you were like, oh, nothing really. Like, just, I just make it for fun. Or like, <laughs> um, and yeah, I just like kept asking him about his music until one day he was like, here's a song if you want to check it out or maybe work on it. But we didn't, yeah, it's not like we like met up and we're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to form a band and we're going to make an album and it's going to sound like this. Um, yeah. yeah, we definitely like just, we made one song and then we're like, that was fun. That sounds great. Like, let's try another. Um, and yeah, yeah it was probably like a while until we we're like, I guess we should make enough songs for an album and, and think about putting it out. <laughs> yeah. And the sort of transition to playing as a live band was, was very interesting. Cause like, I think we, we had a plan to release it and then 
we, you know, we had to do an album release show. I, I think, was that our first live performance? I think maybe we had one or two before that. first or second live. Yeah, because we, we had all these songs. And, okay, how do we perform them? And uh, so we've been lucky to play with a lot of great uh, Brooklyn musicians. And, um, you know, it's it's sort of morphed into different sort of live sounds and it that sort of has been its own project and mm-hmm. took a while took a while to figure that out but uh yeah but it was it was a fun part of it is all this happening when you're not doing other projects or like when felicia's not playing in ava luna and eric when you're not doing something else then did that is is that where like your you know communication started or it was just you know just a spur of the moment type of thing um i'm not sure i guess yeah i didn't even like think think any anywhere past just like let's work on a song together and see what happens um or yeah or even like thinking about working on a project where like I'm primarily like the vocal songwriter and not like having a hand in the production. Um, but I do really enjoy, enjoy this kind of collaboration. And Eric is so good at, at production. So. Oh, thank you. Well. So when Eric sends you a song, do you, um, Oh, I, I, you you automatically think to yourself, I can say this over this, or I can say that, or or is it like, do, as far as lyrics are concerned, are you guys like, you know, bouncing off ideas? We don't even talk about lyrics. Wow. <laughs> yeah, not 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 really. I mean, I I, whenever I've written lyrics for my own stuff, I find it uh, pretty agonizing. <laughs> it's like my <laughs> least favorite. Uh, I had like a whole album done for probably like f- four months or something. Uh, all the all the music, and then I was dreading writing lyric. It it just sat around for so long because I just hate writing lyrics. So why I I think I mean it's sort of my own neuroses. I think I I don't know. Like you know, it's it's sort of. Uh, you want to write something that's personal and uh, meaningful, but also sounds good musically. And I, I find it, I mean, I think it's just really challenging. And uh, I think I know enough that um, I, I, I dislike it so much that I don't put enough effort into making it uh, good or something. I mean, this is all to say that I, Felicia is is such a great lyricist and seems to do it without um, agonizing over it. That I I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, color her process with my terrible process. <laughs> this all makes sense now. You know? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm glad some of that made sense. No, because writing lyrics. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I think unless it's your thing, it's really, it can be a real unpleasant thing to do. 
I definitely have trouble writing lyrics sometimes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean to. Assume <laughs> it's, it's super easy, but. Uh, um, but I also, yeah, I also like it. It's like it's like a puzzle, you know. Yeah. But for the Gemma stuff, I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to like pre-prescribe like an overall theme you know for like the first album um but I think it just like naturally came together with the feeling of the music um and yeah it's not like like Gemma isn't isn't a person it's not any one of us <laughs> mm-hmm. but even though some people confuse me with Gemma because it's a girl's name um but yeah, I mean, I guess some of the lyrics are like just a more, more like dramatic, emotional version of myself, because I'm pretty shy and like not good at expressing myself. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just like imagining, imagining myself in, in like different different situations or or worlds it's like when you're like when you're like a teenager or when I was a teenager (laughs) like listening to like R&B songs and being like oh my god I wish I knew how it felt to be in love like oh you know like just like gushing over like really corny lyrics like oh she's so in love I can't (laughs) one day one day I'll you know (laughs) and then you're listening to Lauren Hill and like it's all heartbreak yeah (laughs) yeah full full spectrum like when I was when I first started writing songs I like was writing such like heartbreaking songs about how like I never you know you're leaving me and I'm crying and this and that and like I listened back to them and I'm like I had no idea (laughs) what love was I had no idea (laughs) this stuff and I'm talking about like this person leaving me and like backstabbing and this and that like I was just like regurgitating like everything I've heard through lyrics and songs <laughs> um yeah it's just I mean this a songwriting journey it's it's cool to see like how you change and mature but yeah definitely started off with just like songwriting 101 like yeah like this person is writing a love song. Like, I want to write like that. <laughs> but you learn. You learn eventually. <laughs> I mean, I'm still writing silly love songs, so. <laughs> I think what, what you said about, like, feeling and, and your music, you know, I definitely hear that because listening to songs like, you know, Keep On Dancing is just, you. you it, it just sounds like you were just going with what you were feeling mm-hmm. at, at that time, you know, and it just came out to be this lush, beautiful piece of music at the end of the day. But uh, I, I kind of like that because that, that's all music is. It's just feelings and you just feel and then you do and then that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, legit. <laughs> that's, that's all there is. Yep. Yeah. Um. So you guys did a living room show recently. How, how did that go? Oh, like the live stream? Yeah. Alicia did it. <laughs> Not me. I, yeah, I did a live stream show for Double Double Whammy, and I It was great. I was a spectator. Thank you. Yeah, I wish there, like, 
people will start to figure out a way to do like video collaboration through live streaming but like right now there's just no way to do it <laughs> without some weird delay and like you just like there's no way to play together in real time um yeah but, you'd have to like build it into the music like some sort of uh diatonic drone sort of thing uh yeah it's very know. confusing it's hard to test the latency and like understand how to do it so it lines up for like the people viewing um but yeah that's actually the first time i've played gemma songs without eric or the full band uh that must so have been weird I was, I was very nervous <laughs> i was like i have like not been that nervous to it, it felt like i was playing like a piano recital <laughs> <laughs> i think it's also like you know, having the audience invisible is, is like, uh, I don't know, that, that makes, that adds a weird vibe to it, I'm sure. Yeah, I've been trying out different, I've done like a few little live stream things on my different accounts, but I think I prefer just like not seeing the screen at all. And like, mm -hmm. if I'm playing a show, it's like, this is what I'm doing. Like, if you're watching, that's cool. If you're commenting, great, I'll look at it later. But like, I cannot be looking at the screen while I'm doing something. <laughs> um, and I've seen you guys live and it, it seems like you're most comfortable playing with your people around you. You know definitely. what I mean? It's, yeah. Yeah. I, oh, I definitely yeah. feel the confidence <laughs> when I'm, when I, when I see you guys live, you know, I was t telling Eric uh, earlier today, I saw um, the, your release show at union pool is a show that definitely stands out to me for a number of reasons. One, when, you know, the whole crowd was, was, was dancing to, along to your music, which is what you want. And it was a very, it was a very diverse show too, because I don't know what your experiences are, but like most of the time when I go to, you know, shows in, in the boroughs, especially Brooklyn, there's not a lot of people of color there or not too many black people. Yeah. So when I was at the Gemma show, I'm like, holy shit, there's so much black people here. This is awesome. You know, I love that. You guys are bringing everybody in and I, I love that. That rules. Yeah, that's great. I think about crowds a lot. I mean, all of the different bands I'm in, but yeah, it's sometimes weird just like playing a giant festival and just looking out and I'm like, it's all white people. Like, that's cool. But it's, it's, def I, I'm, I'm observing this. I used to do talking vocals for Sincane and like his yeah. shows were so diverse and like it was just incredible. But it's interesting to see like different bills you're on, like who shows up or, you know, like different mini clusters of, of like, oh yeah, I like this band. So I'm, my friend told me to go to this show, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm very happy when I see a diverse crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing with Ava Luna shows. Going to see those shows, like every everybody's here, and you know what I mean. I I yeah. just love that. There's something about you guys as artists that are just you attract everyone or something. <laughs> you know, um, you did a show at the Brooklyn Museum, um, and I I contemplated on going, but I was too tired. But <laughs> how was that experience for you playing in a museum? Wow, museum. I mean, I think Felicia would agree. The highlight was that there were uh, 
a bunch of kids there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, five to 10 years old who were wiling out in front of the stage, uh, just what? sort of dancing and they were dancing around, around the floor. Uh, it was crazy. But they're like little, little, little kids. <laughs> so I want to talk about um, a lot of the additional musicians in in Gemma because I know it's not just it's not just you two because live there's a whole team of y'all on stage. Um, Ethan Basford uh, who plays bass in Ava Luna, yeah, um, and Alejandro Salazar. Um, what's it like working with all with with all those guys together, and and what is you know, what is their contributions outside of just playing with you guys live? Yeah, I mean, they're a, a true delight. I, I mean, uh, they're, they're both great guys and great musicians. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just really fun to hang out with them. And uh, as I was saying, we're, we're hopefully going to, just try to have more of a a four person creative approach going forward i think and uh i'm excited they're they both have really great musical ideas and uh yeah i think the 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 most recent record we did they they really i mean made it uh a step step up from our first album i think in terms of the you know the musicianship they they provided and um you know the the sort of initial demo ideas had like placeholder bass lines and drum sounds and stuff so it it just made it feel more more real and realized to to hear them them play yeah, I second that. I love I love them both. Ethan I've worked with seems like for a whole lifetime now. <laughs> That's right. For, <laughs> I was just like deleting old email today with attachments and like I found the first email of like me being welcomed into Ava Luna. Oh. <laughs> That's I like awesome. The, I like to hear that. Yeah, like they sent me some demo, like you'll be singing harmonies and this and that. And I was like, wow, it's really crazy to look back on all this. But yeah, I've known Ethan for a very long time. I also went to high school with him. Yeah, Whoa. that's mm-hmm. We went to Hunter together and Carlos also went to high school with us from Ava Luna. But um, yeah, so I've spent a lot of time with him and worked on a lot of music with him um, and, you know, know his family and we're really tight. And Alejandro is just like, he's incredible and he's so nice and so talented and I'm excited to work with both of them on like more of the music as opposed to them just like playing what's already what's already there. Um yeah. So yeah, I mean, we don't know like what we'll come up with next, and I think that's the exciting part. Just to like see yeah. whoever wants to like jump in and collaborate, and kind of just like create lots of options, and before we start fine tuning and like honing it in. But I definitely mm-hmm. love playing with with a full band, and like 
especially in Gemma, it's the one band where I like can focus on my vocals and focus on like vocal runs and and more of like stage performance than other bands that I'm in. And thanks to everyone else who plays in the band, I don't necessarily have to play like very complicated parts on keyboard. So yeah, it's nice to not like forever be painstakingly multitasking while performing, (laughs) (laughs) which like uh, I end up doing in a lot of my bands. So it's great. I like, I feel more, you know, more free to like improvise on singing rather than just like doing both things at once and like, okay, that's, you know, that's the set. <laughs> you just love to sing. I do just love sing. to sing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, in Gemma, I get to like, I get to come out of my shell a little bit and yeah, I mean, the last album is like, is focused on on grooving and dancing. So yeah, some of those songs are really fun to play live. I really I, love I the, agree. your, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, sec- I third that, that second. <laughs> I really loved your, uh, your talk house essay. And you guys talked about um, Till We Lose the Feeling is kind of like a love letter to New York. Um, and you also talked about New York being romanticized. Mm -hmm. What elements of New York city do you think are romanticized in, in, in media and, and what parts are like, do you believe are, are true that, that you've seen in depictions of New York in the media and what are just some that are kind of, uh, fabricated? That's That's a tough one. Yeah, it is hard. Uh I don't know. I mean... The greatest part about New York to me is that like so many people have, well, first of all, there are like, there's a crazy amount of people who live here and everyone can have such a different experience. Um, like, I feel like there are like two sides of New York. There's like, if you're like rich and there's no limit to like what you can do <laughs> or like, you know, I mean, yes, there's in between, but then there's like, the people who are like just on the grind working their butts off like just like working to get by and like thinking about like little joys within that kind of experience too um you know like having a favorite like a favorite bodega or like you know things that like things that you can you know do, do do to like make you make you happy that's not necessarily like yeah i love new york i love going to tavern on the green and like <laughs> you know like there are, there are so many ways you can like sit in riverside park and like drink a you know do whatever you want and there's yeah there are so many ways to just like it's it is limitless <laughs> whatever you want to do <laughs> if you want to stay out all night and spend zero dollars you can if you want to <laughs> That's a challenge. If you want, yeah, if you want to like buy a whole, a whole bar around a drinks and, you know, do that. That's, that's your problem. <laughs> it's kind of like being on a major label. Like some people have great experiences and some people don't like it and they move to another 
smaller independent label mm-hmm. or different state, you know what I mean? <laughs> to to kind of escape the hustle and bustle. But yeah, it's it's what your your experiences are and I think that's what makes New York kind of interesting. Like you can there's so many people here, you'll get a different perspective from a different person, mm-hmm. which is which is cool. Um and uh dancing and I know you believe that dancing is a very important mode of expression, mm-hmm. but uh but why is that? Uh personally Dance has always been really important to me. I like, I think I started ballet when I was four. Um, and I stopped in college. So in my previous life, I was like, yeah, when I was little, I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a ballerina. And wow. I put a lot of time into it. And I don't know. I think it like, it shaped me as a person. I went to dance theater of Harlem um, through like elementary school and high school. And Arthur Mitchell, who founded that school. um, Yeah. He was just an incredible person. And uh, I don't know. He, he instilled a good like work ethic and I feel like I, I wouldn't be the person that I am and I wouldn't have like the, ability to like have confidence and realize things about myself that like I don't know um yeah it was a big part of my life and I I really connected to it I I got to go to Hong Kong (laughs) to dance in like a Chinese New Year parade and wow how old were you when you did that I think I was uh 13. Wow. Um, cool. I did that two yeah. years in a row. Wow. Uh, but yeah, it, it, I definitely got to do a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Um, but I don't, right before college, I, I like freaked out because everyone around me, like, at the dance school I went to, like, was on, you know, they all went to, like, LaGuardia and stuff, and, like, they were all, like, well on their way to being a professional dancer, and I was, like, I don't know what happened or how I got here, but, like, I'm dancing six days a week, like, a few hours per day, (laughs) and, like, I don't think I want to do this as a career, like, what do I do? Um, So I was looking at schools that had, like, that also had a dance program, but I knew that I didn't want to focus on that. Um, and yeah, since then, like, I guess I don't, I don't really dance anymore in the formal sense, but I definitely do a lot of movement. Um, all moves. Yeah. I have a, I have an Instagram account just for dancing. (laughs) (laughs) What's the handle? I'm going to follow it right now. F E L. M O O V S. I think that's it. Just for dancing. The F E L. F E L. M O O V S. Yeah, I see it. L moves. So I used to just do a hashtag, and one of my best friends was like, you should just make an account for it. And now it's kind of great because. I 
I think I'll, I'll post a movement video on there every day. And it's not, it's not choreographed. So it's really more about like impromptu movements or like reacting to a kind of similar to like how, how you're talking about your experience with Gemma. Um, yeah, it's more about just like me connecting to a song or like how I'm feeling. Uh, yeah, just like movement improvisation. You have one where you're, you're telling people to listen to the new Empress of album, yeah. which I have yet to do. Is it good? It's really good. I, I love Empress of so much. Me too. Um, I actually like, yeah, it's really cool to see how she has developed, but I've been like an Empress of fan since day one, like seeing her play at like, you know, some small place in Brooklyn and, um, I used to know Laura through, um, Celestial Shore, like, way back when, um, but she is incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, she's great. So, Eric, you're probably just as much of a dancer as Felicia has, and you're just not telling us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went to Juilliard for ballet. <laughs> What? I, I, uh, <laughs> I I did graduate, but I I also didn't think it was for me. Are you serious? No, <laughs> no, not Damn. at all. Um, you sounded so serious. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I went for acting. Um, no, I mean, I I I love dancing. I think it's one of those things where I'm always like, oh, I wish I danced more. I think uh, I ha I have like social anxiety pretty frequently, and I think unfortunately that keeps me from really feeling f like just free to do whatever. Um, but I think I don't know if if we get out of quarantine, I'm gonna really try to push myself to <laughs> to do it more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I I always enjoy it when I do it, and um, hope to do it more. All right, I think I've taken so much of your time, <laughs> but Eric and Felicia, uh, thank you so much for talking with me on uh, on my little underground. So, where can people follow Gemma and support Gemma during this uh, dark time? Uh, well, we have we have an Instagram account. Uh, also, it's for strange spelling. It's Gemma, G-E-M-M-A, Grooves, without an E. So G-R-O-O-V-S. Um, yeah, and then I guess if you want to buy any album or, I think, merchandise, the best way to do that is more through Bandcamp uh, or Double Double Whammy, who are being so kind as to sort of give the artist their proceeds uh for the time being um and let's see that is our, it's a gemma band gemma uh, band nyc gemma oh for Bandcamp, it's gemma and oh shoot yes right gemma nyc.bandcamp.com and we also have a website which is gemma grooves no e dot com 
But yeah, we're pretty easy to find on the internet. Uh, yeah. If you. Yeah. If you really want to do it. Twitter, Facebook, Spotify, all all the things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, great. Uh, thank you guys so much. And stay safe. Wash your hands. And stay indoors. Thank you. <laughs> That's you all I can too. say. Thank you, Peter. All fun. right, guys. Glad we Bye. did it. All right.